Hello, everybody, and happy Friday. Um, I'm a day late with the podcast. I said it would be Thursdays. This week it's Friday, but that's okay. I made a promise to myself to do two a week, so I am here with my second one, and I'm still on my goal, personal kind of goal for this, so I can live with that. I'm just going to jump right in to what I'm going to chat about today, and that is gratitude for the people that have failed you. And yes, that is a little heavy, but I'm going to try. It's going to be a little bit heavy, but it's not. I just want to explain this perspective that I've kind of been looking into in the last few months. Um, Like I've said before, and I'll probably say again, I've kind of just been in my 30s have been a time of like really kind of like digging deep and figuring out some heavy shit. So I'm taking you along with me. Yes, this podcast is Al the Autism Mom, and there will be plenty of episodes about, you know, the boys and autism mom life and services and things like that. But I also always say and preface with it that this is to talk about anything that comes to mind as well. And when I bring things forward, essentially, if one other person may take from this besides myself, then we're good. When I bring up the tone of, like, the people that failed you, it doesn't have to be even a family member or a friend. Like, there's no rule book here. It doesn't have to be, you know, just fill in the blank. And maybe it happened many years ago. Maybe it happened last week. It doesn't matter. There's no, like I said, there's no rule book for this. And when I talk about it, I'm not saying, like, you do this and everything is fixed and everything is awesome. I'm just sharing a tool that I've literally been kind of doing lately that I found has helped me. And maybe it might help one other person. Maybe it might change your perspective on stuff. And at the same time, I know that there are really hard things about people who have failed you that you cannot do this. Like when I explain what I've been doing When I'm talking about gratitude for the people that failed you, there are some people that just don't deserve gratitude and they're really, you know, dark, deep situations that I'm not even going to cover, but if just take the tone of that as it is, I do know that there are many scenarios that that is not happening and that's okay. Like that's a whole other animal in itself. I'm coming from a point of talking about my own road that about 20 years ago, One of the biggest uh, things in my life happened. My parents divorced and, um, excuse me, it sounds, I feel like redundant because anytime I talk about it, it's not something I talk about like every day, but when it comes up, I get like so in depth with it. But if you had, if you've lived my life, then you might understand like I really had this kind of, like, maybe not picture-perfect childhood, but the first shake of the core of anything was this. So it really impacted me for, like, it impacted me for the rest of my life, and I've definitely done the tools, and I've definitely done some work. I just think I'm continuously going to have to work on this little inner part. With this, I did lose one of my parents in the sense of communication and being present in my life. And that's where I come to with this work and with this kind of thing I've been doing today. The gratitude for the people that have failed you. What does this mean? Well, when you think about 
when we often think of these people, what's the first thing you think of? The first thing you think of is how you can blame them for things, how angry they've made you, how they should have done this and should have done that. Like we automatically go to the shoulda, coulda, woulda, and we automatically go to the blame. I'm not saying that that stuff shouldn't coexist because there are things that, you know what I mean? They fucked up. They need to own their stuff. And sometimes they don't. A lot of the time they don't. And it doesn't mean like you live to be perfectly okay with that. But at the same time, we need to be able to live our lives. You know what I mean? And like what we leave behind. We don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like an old woman and be just angry and bitter over it. I will still carry some anger, I'm sure. And I will still carry some emotion with it. But for the majority of it, I want to kind of flip the switch of what can I do in my life so that I am not like them, that I can do better. And that's where I'm coming at. But I'm also coming at a place that's really uncomfortable, but I actually sat down last night and made notes and I'm going to go through them with you. Um, and that's about turning this blame and anger into gratitude, which is what this episode is about today. Now, well, let's talk about blame first. Talking about blame, it's like, I blame, you know what I mean? I have trust issues. I've always had trust issues. I've always had a wall up, even with people I'm super close with. I had harder teenage years, so I was very like, I don't know how to describe it. I know we pretty well all have harder teenage years, but I just mean in the sense of like, I trusted nobody. And then feeling alone, abandonment. There's all these things that we can blame that person for. Those are my personal things. Um, Reassurance, stuff like that, that we're like, I'm so angry at blank because these are the feelings that I have and the issues that I have because of them. That is like literally it. And we feel, you know what I mean? That's what you're carrying in that like black mass that's just full of like, all of these negative emotions. I'm not saying you can't carry that. And I don't mean we're not allowed to fall apart. Like we're human. We don't have to be like, if somebody says to you, like, it's all vanished. I'm fully healed. I don't think I will ever fully heal from this. I don't think many people will for other people in their lives that have failed them. I think there will always be like a scar Because any sort of, you know, pain and wound doesn't fully heal. You can still see it a little bit. It's just not as raw as it was. You are probably thinking, but they've caused so much hurt and pain. How could I be thankful or feel any gratitude for this person that feels like either stole part of my life or like damaged me in some way internally? This is why I have trust issues. This is why I have like a wall up. This is why I always feel like I had so many years of feeling alone. This is why I feel abandonment. This is why I have abandonment issues 20 years later. There's all this stuff that you could be carrying that what I mean about the gratitude part, which I said is really tricky and I'm still having time accepting it, but I can't deny it. Um... The person who failed me the most in my life, those, the issues that I'm like naming off and rhyming off is what I've carried. Um, I am certainly not like what I was when I was younger, but I definitely have trust issues 
it's not something that's present like in relationships I have but like meeting new people and making friends in my life has always been harder because I am just used to either people leaving or people lying or like there's just something there that I'm like it takes me a long time to branch on to them and I think we go through like even experiences in life that we do carry these things and I mean they're just kind of ingrained into our soul but what I mean is today we're talking about the people that maybe you loved the thing that we need to realize is the bigger that feeling and those issues feel is the how much you loved them that's the part that hurts you loved them so damn much that you carry all these things because it hurts so bad and it's almost like you went through like a personal internal battle And you are always going to have like these wounds and battle scars and different things that you are just like, I need to learn to live with this. And at the same time you do, but I mean, we look at our wounds. If you have a wound, you look at it the odd time, you acknowledge it, but then you keep going and you know that it's healed and you know that you are stronger because of it. These phrases don't work all the time. I'm just saying that some days we're allowed to like not feel as strong and that's okay because I find like people were like well you need to be stronger and you need to do this and it's like you can be exhausted from that too sometimes you just need a freaking moment but I'm gonna kind of go through this little bit of an exercise that I did that I'm actually gonna do with like other people and other situations in my life because I think that it it's made this feel pretty good so even like a little bit. So I think it would be good to use for other scenarios. So I have my list here on a piece of paper. I have written blame game or like blame, whatever you want to title it as, or like the things that you carry because of the person or people that have failed you. So you're going to write all that down. And like, I have trust issues, wall up, um, feeling alone, abandonment. Like that's just a handful of the stuff that I have written. And that's my blaming. That's my, like, I don't like you because of this. I'm hurt because of this. I carry all of this because of you. So you're going to take, like, the few minutes, or maybe it'll take you a few days because it's not easy, and you write down and kind of open that up. You have to be prepared to write these things down because it's really hard to acknowledge it, too. It's hard for me because I talk about my emotions, and I know I'm doing, like, a podcast episode on this, but at the same time... I'm still like, if it doesn't feel necessarily embarrassing, but I still feel like it's like I shouldn't, you know what I mean? I have all these things and people have it worse and that's very true, but we can't bottle everything up all the time and I'm horrible for it. So that's what the point of this partially is today is because maybe if you were having all these things kind of bottled up and you feel angry maybe kind of putting it out on a piece of paper might do you good, even if it's like 2%. Like 2% is better than where you're at now. So across from this, this list of blame and everything you've carried from this person, you're going to write, but I am thankful for, or thankful or gratitude, whatever word you feel that is most you, And you're going to start to list things that you are because of this person. And maybe it's because from the issues. And I know 
I'm going to sound controversial, but hear me out. So I have trust issues as my biggest thing and my big, on my blame list. So across from that on my thankful, I have, I'm thankful for this person giving me like the intuition to read people better. So that's what I mean about giving gratitude. Am I going to sit and be like, oh, you know, so-and-so, I'm just so... I'm not going to do that. I don't have it in me. There's... That chapter has closed for me. I've attempted many times. I'm done. But I'm just giving this as a point of... Not all situations, like I said earlier in this, there are some situations that people are just pieces of shit and just don't do this. And it doesn't mean that, like, this person that I speak of myself... I don't feel that way sometimes, but at the same time, I have to give credit where credit is due. And the trust issues that I got from a young age of all those things, as bad as that is, and as unhealthy as that is, I found it gave me better intuition. Like, I read people better. I could pick out, like, people that were not authentic or genuine way faster because my my radar was up a little more. And I mean, I know it doesn't sound the greatest, but... When you pick out things of gratitude, it's always personal anyway. If you do a gratitude list every day, your list is not going to look like mine. And it's the same with this. Some people will be like, well, the trust issues thing is bad. Like, there can't be anything good from that. And I'm like, I can read people. I can tell if people, like, if you're a bullshitter or, like, I... And it's because my radar's been higher since I was, like, 12. Not a bad thing. Determination. I have a lot of determination to get stuff done in my life because said person got stuff done. Like in the chapters of good was a very determined hard worker. And I can't deny that in those years that when you're growing up and you're watching one of your parents, they are, you know what I mean? If they're a hard worker and stuff like that, I think I have my work. I think I have my work ethic like from both my parents, to be honest, but like, when I'm taught, when I'm trying to do this list and pick out things of this, that determination is what I wrote, like determination and work ethic. I think my budgeting skills that I have, I like to do a budget. I like to see like when, you know what I mean? I'm that person that budgets the money for our house every month and I enjoy doing it. I hate math, but budgeting is different to me than math. Like budgeting is laying everything out. Where does everything go? And I know I got that. That's something I'm thankful for. Um, enjoying the company, like when I talk about, I blame them for feeling alone for a long time. I now switch it to like enjoying the comp. I've learned to enjoy the company of just myself. Has this happened a lot since I had children? No, (laughs) but you can ask my husband it like you can ask people that I've known a long time. I used to, before I got married, during the early parts of marriage and once in a while now, but it's not as much, I would literally go way back when to the Zeller's restaurant and eat a meal by myself and I'd stay there for like an hour and everybody's like, well, why don't you want company? And I'm like, I just want to go and take myself out. Like just me sitting, excuse me, having a hot chicken sandwich and fries. Like, and it was glorious. And I don't think I would have, I think like I would have really I never had the thing where I was like attached to people. Like a lot of people have something different. Like if a parent is no longer in their life, they're 
they're constantly seeking attention. They're constantly seeking partnership. And I'm like the polar opposite. And yes, I'm married. But I mean, like, I search for the moments that I can be like on my own for a little bit. And that's what I would do. Like, even after I got married, I would literally like I'd finish work and I'd be like, I'm going to go eat, you know, by myself somewhere and then go home. And some people might be like, that's so strange. But I'm like, no, because I the relationship with myself is the most important as far as like how I can be with everybody, which is why I'm doing all this personal development. I'm trying to work through some stuff and all these things. And one of the tools has been this list that I'm working on. I'm still working on this and that's, and like I'm sharing it, um, with you in case I said like it resonates or if you want to do it, but like I have, you know, um, what else do I have here? I took my notes are like messy as anything. Traditions. Like I have traditions like, you know, this is going to, this is like the smallest thing, but it still matters. Like I still watch the good, the bad and the ugly every year. And that's what we would watch together every year. And when I watch that movie, I don't feel sad. I don't, I feel really good. I feel like the excitement and the love of it from when I was a kid, I would have never had that if they had not started that tradition with me. Um, and then the biggest part, like I could go on, I have a huge list here and here's the crazy, crazy part. I would not be, how do I word this? Like blaming this person for what they didn't do. But also... Like, blaming them for what they didn't do, but also blaming them for the good that I've done because of them. If they were the parents like I wanted, I wouldn't be the woman I am today. Does that make sense? I'm kind of stumbling there, but if they were the parent I wanted, I wouldn't be the woman I am today. And I know that's... it. Like, I know all the, the sucky part still sucks. I don't mean that there's not pain and anger, and all these things. But I literally wrote, that's why it took me a second, I literally wrote that down. If they were not the parent I wanted, I wouldn't be the woman I am today. And I just think about all the things that I might have been differently, and I don't like it. Like, I think back, and as much as everything is kind of crappy, and I mean, I'd rather certain things be different, there are certain days that I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of glad how it worked out because I think that there are traits I may have had I wouldn't have liked. Like me now wouldn't have liked. I think that I would have done certain life decisions and just different little things that I don't lo- like. Me as me now would have not liked. Like now I'd be like, why the hell would I do that kind of thing? And I almost feel like, and this sounds very strange, but because I can't like, it's not like there's all these timelines and I can be like, this is what this timeline was about. But when I talk about like abandonment issues and I talk about like attention and wanting and all this stuff and how I'm kind of the opposite, like I kind of turned around like when I was, you know, growing up after that. I mean, I had boyfriends and stuff, but I was never like, I need, like, I cannot be alone. Like, I never felt that. I'm like, I'm fine on my own. Like, I just never... It was the opposite. And I feel like if things had not happened how they did, I would have the opposite. And I know that doesn't make any sense because you're not in my shoes, but maybe you're in similar shoes. I feel like I would have been like, 
you know what I mean? I need to, I need, I need, I need, like, I'd be constantly looking for it from somebody else. When I've literally been trained since I was younger internally to, like, find it within myself. And I have a partner, and I've been married almost 13 years, but I still have that whole thing of, like, I, my happiness comes from me. And it doesn't mean I don't have happiness for my partner. It's just, like, I, I need to find happiness within me first. Like, I can't rely on them for that. And maybe that's a good, like, maybe that's a, sorry, maybe that's a bad thing. Like, I don't, I'm just spewing out here. But I just wanted to discuss that today. And I also want to end on this note, which is hard to hear and even hard for me to say. It's a little emotional, but maybe I think it's a good note to, to leave this up with, to leave you with. Remember how I said that the reason that you carry this so heavy is because you loved them so damn much? Well, when you're on your thankful side of your list, you need to write why you love them. Like, it wasn't all bad. Most of it might have been. But there had to be some good because you wouldn't have loved them if there wasn't some good parts that you enjoyed and you had memories with and you wouldn't have loved them so hard if it wasn't for that. So part of that homework is to list the good parts. What did you love about them? What are you what moments are you thankful that you had with them even though you may not be in each other's lives? Gosh, it's been 20 years for me and I can still sit and I mean I'm bitter and I do get bitter and It's not something that I often talk about. I just kind of bury it, which isn't healthy either. But again, I'm working on it. I'm working on things. And this is part of the work I'm doing. I literally sat down and wrote down all these positive, happy, good memories of this person. Because it wasn't like that wasn't their entire being and their entire, you know, relationship with me as a parent was not like horrible. There's so many things that I'm grateful for, like hiking day traditions and, you know, building a treehouse for me and watching certain movies that like and developing like my nerd side is completely from this parent. My nerd side of Star Wars and all that stuff completely stems from that side. And I'm grateful for it. I'm so grateful that that nerdiness, which might seem small, is from that per. I know it's from that person. And they might not be in my life. And I may not, they may not have been since I was, you know, 11, 12-ish. But that stayed with me. And I'm grateful for that good part of them that stayed with me. So that's the tricky part that you might have to come back to it. Because I've had moments where I've been too sad or angry that I didn't want to think. I'd be like, somebody would say, well, this good. And I'd be like, I don't want to hear it. And I'm human, like, you know, I don't want to, but when I finally have been sitting down, like, with a notebook and saying, like, okay, we're going to write down all this good. So that about wraps it up for me today. Um, I hope that if you've gotten this far, that maybe it's kind of gotten the wheels in your head turning as it did mine. Anything like this, I will definitely share, like, if I'm working on things. And I know you may not want to hear it. If you don't want to hear it or whatever, you can skip the episode. If you start listening and you're like, yeah, this ain't for me, just skip it. I will not be offended. Because I'm putting out stuff, you know what I mean, that resonates with myself. And that doesn't mean it's going to resonate with everybody. So, if you feel like it does, though, 
turning blame into gratitude, giving gratitude to the people that have failed you. That was what I just shined a little bit of a light on today. And I'm hoping that with that, you can find a little bit of peace. Because I still have a lot of peace I have to fight for internally in this subject. But this is at least a start. And maybe it can be a start for you. I love you. I'm rooting for you. And I will see you, or I guess chat with you next week. Take care. If you would like to stay more up to date and hear some more stuff from me, you can go to my website, alvieautismmom.wordpress.com.